This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Seasiders podcast on um, a day that's full of Love, happiness, and joy. Valentine's Day. But not for anyone in Tangerine. Tangerine Tim is joining us on holiday. Back this is this is the up, above and beyond, isn't yeah. it? Above and beyond, this is. For the viewers of the, obviously the, the video that we're streaming now, to the audio pod, Tim, you are in... I don't know, it looks like a James Bond kind of layer of sorts, doesn't it? Would you like to explain to everyone where you are? Yeah, I'm actually, um, and there's a certain uh, irony in this, I'm actually in Estepona at the hotel where allegedly Owen... Yeah, <laughs> Owen's lair in Estepona. What, does he own this hotel or he's got a gaff there or something? No, no, I think he's, I think he's, to be honest, I don't know a great deal. He's got, apparently he's got a gaff here, but so... Um, um, bought the hotel and to be honest, it's a lovely hotel and uh, I'm, a, I'm hoping it'll bump into him over breakfast. So, um, but that's where I'm at the moment and uh, looking a bit jaded because I've been up since two o'clock this morning. So uh, we flew out at quarter to six. So it's been a long day. And it was a long you night last night before I left. You mean, well. you, you mean you didn't go to Cheltenham? <laughs> I'm back. To, do you know, I'm, do you know, I'm that sad. I might have actually have gone if I wasn't coming out here today. Oh. I, I was genuinely looking at going and maybe combining it with a couple of nights in, in the Cotswolds. So um, how glad I am I didn't. Mm. Right. Um, we've also got Nick, Andy and Raggy on this evening. Um, gentlemen, it's obviously uh, a couple of weeks since we've last gone on, but I think we all needed to uh, come on this evening and to respond what we saw. Yesterday, Nick. Mm. Yes, I think it's going to be a cathartic therapy session, this, isn't it? Where uh, we'll talk about our frustrations, particularly about last night. Um, now, as we'll come on to, but it's it's rinse and repeat away from home most of the time, isn't it? Um, very frustrating, to say the least. Andy, just unmute before you come in. He's still muted. Um, Raggy, all right, good to see you back on, on the pod. Thank unhappy, you. very unhappy, the pair of you and Andy last night. Um, well, like, have, you, have, you, have you calmed down a bit? Or are you still spitting? Wait, I'm, I'm just like 99% of the fan base, I'm sure. I mean, there are probably 1% of weirdos out there that think everything's all right. But, uh, yeah, not best pleased. Dennis has just said, even Nick is negative tonight. Well, Dennis, we've brought we've brought Nick on to be the voice of reason against... Uh, a couple of other panellists, one with uh, quite I think strong... I'd have my work cut out, wouldn't I, tonight? <laughs> herding cats. Hey, Andy, how are you doing? Uh, all right. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, uh, I'm glad I'm not watching 
Cheltenham against Blackpool tonight as well as last night. Jeez, that was a tough watch, wasn't it? Um, um, and I, I just want to get over this uh, this one point. When when we we're being critical of the club, I want us, I want you to know that everybody on this podcast wants us to win and wants Blackpool Football Club to be successful. And we we want to come on this podcast and talk about lots of good things that the club are doing, lots of good things about on on the pitch, lots of good things about what our people are doing in the community, and um, and and lots of good things that our owners interacting with the fans, and 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 how 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 the just fantastic messages coming out from our club all week in week out. That's that's what we want to talk about. We don't want to be negative, but but we as a a group um, are the voice of you know many fans. And... Don't, don't say reason, dear no. me. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's next job. Yeah. Voice, we 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 sort of um, we're the voice of our mates who, who go to games in a lot in a lot of cases and. Uh, um, Raggy obviously speaks to many, many more because of the uh, his um, his Arndale connection. But um, you know, I I speak how my mates speak at the at the game, and and that's that's it. And we speak from the art. And when we uh, feel there's something wrong, then we we want to air it and get it out there, right? Equally, when we think things are going well, we talk about it. And and I just want to make that clear before we start because, like, obviously, it's not going to be a hugely positive pod tonight, is it? What makes you say that, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a few uh, a few frustrations in the fire. <laughs> well, we've just had a comment coming in from uh, a certain Mitch. What's actually his real name? I'm literally watching paint dry in my kitchen. A second coat, it's better than watching Critch Ball. I prefer his comment above where he said, Tim looks like a foreign correspondent reporting live from Kabul. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, quality. Right, yeah, everyone in, everyone in the stream. Um... Watching Critchley is having a villain. Vanilla ice cream without the sprinkles is is how it comes across. It's just fully <laughs> dull. That says it's it's not great, is it? It's um, I t- I turned it off last night. I didn't even get finished the end of the game to be honest. So I'm not going to comment too much on what happened. Well, I I was in sort of late ish from um, I was running a friendly game for kids and um, it was like have your tea and watch something with the missus and Eddie and no one wanted to watch the Blackpool game. And I was like, you know what? What's the point of watching it? What's the point? Um, so I watched. I was watching the traitors instead. So I, I haven't really seen much of it. Just seen what I've seen on replay. So yeah, I'm, I'm very ambivalent about um, watching games at the moment. And as, as Andy said, anyway. So I'm just looking through the comments that are coming in. Um, it, it's a view that's expressed to the vast majority of our listeners and viewers. Um, let's just bring that one on. Tangerine Army, Eve uh, Newell. Rich out, uh, Lee Good, evening boys. Once him out. Um, 
Matthew Ronda, I wish I didn't go, but I did. Feel for you. Matthew, Nigel Perry, I went absolute crap. Can someone tell me why I didn't change it at half time? So yeah, that's that's kind of the, the gist. And if you look on all social media and um ABFTT, those sort of things, I think it's a it's fair to say, isn't it, gents, that that's that's the mood now. I think the mood has changed, and I think a lot of people who were on the fence with Critchley have now gone over the fence, and I think the mass majority of what fan base now wants him gone. Yeah, I think last night was maybe the perhaps the straw that broke the camel's back for people who were sort of in the camp of um, give him a bit more time, that sort of thing. It's, you know, we can talk about the Cheltenham game. You could, you could say the same about any number of away games this season, bar the odd um, decent performance, you know, chucked in there, Bristol Rovers and obviously Ports being the standout, played well at Forest in the Cup. Um, but it's just this, Time and time again, when we come up against, um, you know, I don't want to sound all oh, like Blackpool, we're great, but, you know, teams who are maybe in the bottom five or six, um, they're, they're well drilled, well organized, they might be direct in a lot, of, a lot of times, but that's all you need to be. You don't need to be good to beat us. We just have this soft underbelly, and you know that when we go 1 0 down, that's it. You're just going to be waiting till 70 minutes to see substitutions. The, the Radio Lanks guy said last night, um, I'd have made three subs at half time as surprised he hasn't. Well, I wasn't surprised he hadn't because we just we don't really see it, do we? It's 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 the same again and again. Um, I'll stick two subs on at 70 minutes and hope it makes a difference. The only um, time I mean, the only time he did it, Nick. The only time he did it, Fleetwood was Fleetwood, Fleetwood away when. We absolutely caned him yeah. going in, going into half time. Like the fans were giving him a lot, telling him to sort it out, singing, Critchley sort it out, right? Yeah. And then, then he, then he, he changed it up, and we came out, and we had a a a real, real go at them, didn't we? And we just that we looked brilliant um, because. We would, we were actually just throwing everyone at attack, and it, it excited the fans. We were, we were, we loved it. We loved it, right? Okay, yeah. we, we were a bit frustrated because we gave a goal away right at the end, and we were frustrated with that. But my God, what a difference it was between the first half! And that's honestly, I think most of us expected him to do something very similar last night because it, it was it it, it was. As bad, if not worse. Let's, come on to, let's just come on to the game then itself. Um, quickly bring up the, the starting 11, which was Rimshaw, Husband, Pennington, Byers, finally, uh, Morgan, Joseph, Dembele, Casey, Hamilton, <coughs> Lyons, and Kuasi. Uh, on the bench were O'Donnell, Gabriel, Northern, Carey, Virtue, Lavery, and, and Pateta. Um, Chat in our groups was um, people were generally happy with that, and finally we get to see gorgeous George starting the game. Long overdue. Yeah, I think you know the general consensus was it was a pretty attacking lineup, wasn't it? Um, and you, you're looking at it thinking, right, well at least we're going to have a go, and you know 
it, it turns out we uh, we didn't. Um, you know, Lions has come back in. Um, you know, maybe you could have a Gabriel starting. Um, Kiwasi, I guess he's put in for a bit of physical presence, but yeah, it was just it was so poor across the park. Out, outside of, I would say, probably Grimmy, who um, it could have easily been probably 4-0 without him, if not more. You know, I think he's the only one who comes out with any credit. But in terms of the starting lineup, I was I was pretty happy with it. I like the look of it. Andy, your thoughts on that? Um, B's just said, um, why on earth would you leave Marv out in a game when you know they will lump it? That's a, that's a good point. I, I, I wholly agree. And it, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a night where um, we were going to get um, we we're going to pass it around around the back back three that where Marv does struggle. He didn't. He's not, never going to be one of those games, was it? No. Like I, I thought Casey and Marv should have played last night. Carey, um, Carey, um, Carey, and. Uh, no, Oliver Casey and, oh, and, and Marv together. should have yeah, should have sorry. been in there because we knew what was going to happen. But anyway, I I see, I see the point of Pennington and and he hadn't been bad, had he really? So, but the yeah, Marv was a bit of a standout to me that we knew what was going to happen. So that's the thing. I think even if Marv's in, they press us, don't they? And we just panic and play a forty-yard ball forward, completely bypass the midfield. And and it comes straight back. So you've got Byers in there, you've got Morgan in there, um, but the, the, they're out they're outnumbered in the centre of the park, so they become pretty ineffective. I think you can see it after ten minutes, and you can see that the, op- the opposition have seen it after ten minutes and know what they need to do. It, it must be so easy for the opposition when they're doing the homework on us. What watch those get any any number of those games and go right. That is literally all you need to do with them, because they, they they don't have we don't have a plan B, do we? That that's it, and it, it's not. You don't have to be master tacticians or or be a, a brilliantly attacking flair team. You just need to be well drilled, press us, be a bit direct, and we we capitulate every single time. It's and it's it's just. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, isn't it? Every manager in the league must just watch those games and just think, like, this is all we have to do. Um, and as long, as long as we stop, you know, get, get it, them getting their ball to like, Hamilton in loads of space or whatever way you can run. Um, and, I mean, you know, I argue about Joseph. Would Joseph be better down the middle, you know, or... Certainly not on the left wing, which is where he is. I mean, I felt from a bit last night because there's no lack of effort, and he must be thinking, "Jesus, you know, why is he playing what is go- Yeah, what is going on? Um, like Darren says in his comments there that you know, Critch is too stubborn to change it. That's the thing. It, it's and you'll get the odd game. I mean, let's be honest. You know, our home record is decent, and thank God more teams don't do. At their home games, you know, at Bloomfield Road, what they do to us when we're away, because it would be God knows where we'd be in the league. But away from home, you know what's going to happen, and you know it's the in-game management. He's, I think, he said after on his Radio Lanks interview, um, they'd asked him something about, you know, he said we were 
we were second best, we were poor or whatever. And the, the interviewer, you know, why why do you think that was? And he said, well, if I'd have known what, why it was, I'd have done something about it. And you're thinking, well, what are you watching then? Nick, not, Nick, not... Nick I'll tell you what, I can, I can almost second guess that they would have actually been happy at half-time because we had more possession than them. And, it, and it's it, it's a repeated um, observation that keeps coming up in all these interviews. And I remember when um, Raggy and uh, um, what I think it was and you know, the teams keep the ball and 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 we we talk about it's almost like Groundhog Day, isn't it? We spoke about the possession; it's all in the wrong places. It's not it's not where it should be. It's in the it's in the last third, and and we end up hoofing the ball forward at the end of our messing around with it and and creating a fifty fifty at best scenario, and generally conceding possession, and um, he keeps doing it. He, and he, every every one of these away games, it's playing out. We know if we go one nil down in any of these away games, we are not coming back. And and the only exception to that is, has been Fleetwood, where where we threw away the rule book. But every other game he hasn't thrown away the rule book and he's stuck rigidly to his system. And so all we're doing is slotting other players into the same system to perpetuate the issues that created the scenario in the first place. And it's absolutely bonkers. And I'm convinced it comes back to the fact that the three of them haven't played football at a proper level. And I think if he, if, if we've, we've seen the evidence where Critchley has somebody with him, and again, we've said this so many times, um, when Critch has somebody with him who knows what they're doing, he's tending to like he's but because he's got two people next to him, got Tim, just go to audio him. only. Tim, I just Tim, think just... That I think they're doing the the film. for those of a vintage, you remember all that. Um, yes, just boss, that's a great idea, boss. And he, well, he actually needs he needs he needs somebody to do the devil's advocate and say you need to think about this you need to think about that and you need to switch it up you need to you know maybe go four at the back you know maybe push an extra man forward maybe put another man in midfield whatever the answer is but all we do is carry on playing the, this this rigid system that the opposition sussed out in the first ten minutes and and we and it never changes just changing. Gabriel for um, uh, um, uh, for CJ or changing um, uh, Lions and bringing um, Coulson on or, or whatever the change is or bringing Lavery on for Kowasi isn't changing the system. And we just stick to it laboriously. And the, and the evidence is it's not a very good system. It's, for, it's flawed. That's my view, isn't it? Um, we, 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 actually, we, and, we, ha- we actually had more ball possession, uh, 58%, 42 which is uh, it's probably ticks that box in the coaching manual, hasn't it? But I'll just throw a few more stats out for you. Um, XG, uh, Cheltenham, 2.32. Black, black by the way, you're struggling with me a bit. With um, It's just breaking up a bit. I think I think John said if you try audio only, it might. It, I'll dip. It might. Yeah, just knock the video off. Just knock the video off and we'll get your audio. Um, yeah, as, as I was saying, 2.32 XG yeah. to them, to our 0.26. That was actually zero at half time. Zero. I've never seen that before. Um, 16 shots on targets. They had 16 to our three. Eight on target to our one. 
Uh, big chances three to our one. I can't remember that. Um, yeah, so I think that that tells its own story for me. Well, it's uh, yeah. Well, I, I like everyone else. When the team come out, I thought, well, that's all right. And um, and after five minutes, I said to Carver next to me, "You can see where this is going. This game, and the problem when you can see where it's going after five minutes, we all know he ain't going to change anything. So it's uh, it's not good." The, it's the first time I've watched a game where I actually thought the players didn't weren't trying. Weren't, I, it's hard to say they don't try because they do try, but they weren't buying into that last night and playing like that. Definitely, husband's on the floor pretending he's injured a couple of times last night. All that's all about. Um, Casey looked like he was bleeding, buffering at one point, running that slow. Don't know what was going on with him. Uh, Hamilton might as well not been on the pitch. If he's not going to run at people, I don't know what he was doing. It just looked to me like the first time where the players had thought, "This is this is no good for us. We're not we're not uh, we're not doing it." Do you think he's lost the dressing room? Well, that's the first time I've thought that, and I don't I don't want to say the phrase really. They're not trying because I do think they try. Of course, they try and they put effort in, but I just look like they they weren't sold on that idea last night of playing like that, and it's the first time I've thought that watching them. They've always tried to play it. Sorry, go no, on. No, 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 no sorry. one will ever Aaron's convince... Sorry, sorry, Nick. No I'm one sorry. will ever convince me that a footballer goes on the pitch not to try. No one will ever convince me, right? However, there's a massive difference between busting your balls when you're on that pitch to get to get a win or at least drag something positive out of it right, busting your balls on that pitch, right? And managers, good managers, get players busting their balls on that pitch for the for the group and, and for the and for the club and for the fans. Yeah, right? they're not doing it. They're not, they didn't look like that at all last night. They didn't at that's all. Right. That's and whether that's a, a turning point for the players as well, I don't know. It's just, it's so disappointing for everyone. We looked at the results today, the, the, the old MOA results and the clubs we're playing against, and it's not disrespecting clubs at all. But we need to believe that we're greater than this division and greater than these teams. And I just get the feeling like the whole club's accepted that we're probably on a par with uh, the likes of Cheltenham and Stevenage and Wickham. And it's pathetic. I can't, start, I can't stand it. can't stand second best anyway. Blackpool Football Club's the best club in the world as far as I'm concerned. We all know the ins and outs of football and money and size of clubs and everything, but if the club's doing everything they can do and the best they can do and everyone's trying their hardest, and then you you can live with it, can't you? That's all we ever want. Those, those results, sure that, those results like the, Yeah, those results, Raggy, yeah. I'll just re- read out that post that you put out. Lincoln 3-0. These are all away games. Lincoln 3-0. Wink, Wickham 2-0. Um, drew 2-2 two, two at Charlton. 3-3 at Fleetwood, um, 2-1 Cambridge, Burton 1-0, Port Vale 3-0, Stevenage 1-0, Cheltenham 2-0. It's it's grim reading to say the re- the rest. It's shocking, but you, we also know the performances that have gone with that, where we actually, it wasn't like we've been beaten in them games, oh, we probably should have won them. We shouldn't, barring the Fleetwood one in the second half, um, but what should we have won? The fans forced that change as well, didn't they? The nodding dogs. Well, well, yeah, people discontent. But 
that's not what he's supposed to be about. And like Tim said there, Tim or yourself, whoever said they were listening to his interview, I can't listen to his interviews, but saying about the fact it was Nick, saying about he didn't know what the problem was. Well, if I knew the problem, I'd have changed it. I mean, that says it all, does it not? And he isn't going to change it. He's not, he doesn't, uh, he's not great. Them two nodding dogs with him, um, the Boswell brothers, they're no good. Um, we've seen it before with, with the, when he's got a good assistant, he seems to change him. Maybe that's the answer. I know we're all going to gear up here and say, Critchley out, Critchley out. And it's the first thing that comes to you, especially after crap like that last night. But it's maybe not Critchley out. It maybe get some help for Critchley. I don't know. It's, but it's, it's The frustrating thing is that... Something well, needs to change. Yeah. If it stays it's the, the same, same. It's the definition of madness, doing the same yeah. thing over and over and over again, expecting yeah. different results. It's just mental. Well, that, it makes no could, sense on any level, does it? No, it doesn't. Well, that can also stand for if you keep changing the manager half, every half season, it's repeating the same thing. So maybe someone has to look at changing something, like giving him additional help. Are the players good enough? We all think they are, are they? I don't know. Have we spent enough money? Are we spending enough money? We, we hear about budgets, this, budgets, that. I don't know. We don't know the budgets. We don't know whether we're getting the players we want. You suggest we probably are if we can still sign the likes of Rose for the rest of the season. I'm sure we're paying him a few quid. Um, but it's just it's it's just not a happy place, is it? It's not a happy place. And my, my fear for it long term is if we continue and we go into next season, the crowds are going to be so low, so low. And then we, then we might find ourselves stuck here for years without building it back up because then the, then the money comes with it, doesn't it? Lack of less money. Um, less intent, but like a and match. I'm sure. Look, Simon Simon Sandler's come from a good place. He's coming from a good place, isn't he? I mean, I know we get all sorts going on around Sadler, right? And I'm one of them as well. We all just shoot from the hip at times and come out with stuff. But let's get one thing away from it for a start. Everyone needs to knock on the head about talking about Oyston era in comparison to the Sadler era. It's two totally different things, and it's it's. It's disrespectful to him, really, and it's embarrassing to even when people even compare. But he's got to be, well, he's got to understand that we were fed bullshit for years and promises for years that were never happening. We got lucky on some occasions, despite them, not because of them. And when it goes on about training grounds and stands and that, this they've got to understand that this repeated, oh, yeah, it's down. It's, it's, it drags everyone down. It pisses everyone off. People don't believe it. And I've said this to him. I said it at that meeting to, to Julian Winter the other night. I don't believe you. That's the problem. I want to, but I don't. Talking about dates, oh, it's this, this, this. It's just like it's dragging it out. We've been talking about training grounds for 25, 30 bloody years. And we'll we'll talk about them for another 10 years. I'm I'm just not sure where it's... I don't believe it. And I'm sure there's other Blackpool fans mm-hmm. in the same boat. They just want to believe it. We're all nice people and decent people and fans who want to believe we're going to, but I don't believe it. And if we don't ever build training grounds or um, new stands and we don't, it, where, where are we going long-term? What is it? And then you, then you, on the side of that, you get all the rumours flying around of which who knows what's true and what's not. You get rumours, oh, Sandler probably wants to sell the club, or, oh, he's not invested, he's doing this, he's trying to get planning permission. And so is that true? Is it not true? But that's the kind of crap that comes around when nothing happens. And, they, you know, in these meetings with fans, it's all just, 
tick box exercises. No one's getting no information out of that. Uh, we'll go on to that later on them other parts with fan panels and everything. And but some real work. We need people need to see real work at this football club. From real some some spades in the ground. See some holes dug. See something happy. Oh, let's, oh, let's hear from the owner. Let's hear from the owner. He must know now that people are discussing. We want to hear from the owner. We like oh, Simon Sadler. Oh, I don't know if you're watching this. We like you, Simon. Come and tell us, though. Don't want to hear it through all the people. I want to hear it from you. I want to hear where you're going. And you spoke before in the meeting about you're here for decades. Well, then, what's the plan for the decades? What's the 20 years? What's Simon Sadler leaving this club in 20 years' time with an average crowd of 25,000 or 20,000? How are we getting there? What are we doing? Because if we keep doing the same stuff over and over and over, the fan base won't grow. Nothing grows. It stays this. People... Don't believe we can get 20,000. I do, if we had the right publicity around the place, the right promotional intent to get into young people and spread it across this town. And there's so many people in this fan base that'll do it for you. They'll do it by whatever means. And, you know, it's easy to say give free tickets away and give that. That's not what it's about. Not at all. It's about how we start now for 10 years' time by to increase that crowd by five, six, seven thousand. Because let's be fair, if we get a proper round and we get a big stand and out, we're gonna give away teams three, four thousand fans. So really we're looking at getting fifteen thousand. That is not beyond Blackpool Football Club, surely. But we've got to attract in and we've got to find a path through schools, through uh, every youth club, whatever it is. There's there'll be so many ways if people were just interested in it. And the people that are interested in it are the fans of this football club. And you can employ people all day long who've got to do these jobs, but the fans will be the ones uh, that do it. And But it has to be more meaningful than some tick box exercises of, how much is the price of beer? Can we get a pint of beer for less? Can we put a new pie in the ground? That's all oh, yeah, be important to some people. I ain't going to put another five or 6,000 on this crowd long-term. It needs to be bigger, but it can be done. It can be done. And it just needs that belief. And the ones that have that belief are the fans. And there seems to be this disconnect. And certainly from from the chairman, from you, Simon, if you're watching, I don't know. But that we don't hear enough from you. We want to. We want to love our owner. We want to love everything. We love the fact that he bought this club and saved this club and we've not been sold to some shyster down the road. Because it's Blackpool Football Club and it's special and it is unique. And of course we're going to have moments like this. We're a roller coaster ride, but... What the problem is at the minute, it's mundane and it's all meh. And that is not Blackpool Football Club. We're either in the down the bottom or up the top or we're somewhere. We don't like to be stuck on the top of the dip here on the roller coaster, broken down. We need to get it moving, whether it's down up, whether we've got to go down to go up, whatever it is. But um, anyway, listen, I've ranted on for too long. <laughs> you carry on. Another well, can I, can I, I, speech from Raggy there. Sorry about that. Can I just chip in there on, on a piece, a, a little piece of what Raggy said there, right? Is about us not being a vanilla club, right? About we, we're about excitement. We did the best we ever did when we were exciting. We're exciting to watch. We excited the fan base. We excited the town. We, we excited. People were queuing up to me to want to get tickets to go and watch Blackpool when when Holloway got us going. But he got us on the back of, of, of doing ex, playing really exciting football. Kids went to watch Blackpool Football Club then 
and wanted to go. My 10-year-old grandson now does not want to go to watch the game. He was offered the chance to come on Saturday. He's got a season to get. He, he, he didn't want to go. It doesn't excite him anymore. He's excited. Uh, Andy, 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 I'll just, I'll just very quickly, I'll tell you a little story related to what you just said. My my son's been saying to me, because um, I was like saying, no, that's it, we're done, season's over after Oxford. He said, do I have to go to games anymore then, Dad? I.e., didn't want to go. It's horrible. That's horrible. It's, we, we're both sitting there with, with kids relatively the same age there, right, who don't now want to go. That's because it's not exciting. The thing's not exciting. The only times we've had really exciting games this year, Peterborough second half when we were we were down to 10 men and we threw the kitchen sink at it when we were 3-0 down and got back to 3-2 and nearly snatched an equaliser, right? Um, the that that was that was the only home game I think that where I've really been off the off my seat and really excited in the league. I'm talking about, by the way. Mm. Then then, um, the away game second half at Fleetwood was genuinely exciting, right? And and the Portsmouth away game, that's it, that's it. Like you go to this plethora away games like when I was at Port Vale it was just you could see what was going to happen you actually could see what was going to happen it was not good right and it's it's just not exciting Critchley has not got he's not doing um, putting out a team playing exciting football right that's not where we do our best Right, excite the fan base, get people talking about it in a positive way, right? And let's go out there and and then, as Raggy said, we'll sell it to fans. I'll get people to come. If I'm, I constantly talk. I work in Bolton and I constantly talk about our football club. Every notice in our golf club is written in tangerine, right? Because I care so deeply about us and and how we are. Right, but we're not exciting at the minute, and we need to be exciting. Right, so for, play for, for exciting me, Andy, it's, it's... football and and bloody entertain us, entertain us. Right, and if we lose, we lose. But at mm. least we've had a bloody good go. Okay, let's, and it let's might suggest, excite the players. Let's suggest this comment. I think we've uh, remember. I think we as of a fan base have become quite entitled since 2010. Nick, yeah, let's come to you on that. Yeah. Um... <sighs> What does it mean first, by the way, before you go on it? What does this entitlement mean? I read it a lot. I do. Does it mean that think you know we think we should be in the championship and that's it, and we shouldn't be in League One? I don't know. I think you know the What's wrong with that. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying there is. I'm. You, you asked me what I thought. It yeah, meant, yeah. And I'm, I, you know, maybe MB can explain it. But yeah, there's no God-given right. You've got to earn it. Um, I think someone's made a comment. Um, Dave Osmond, that you know, you've got last season as well, where it was it was really tough, wasn't it? And then followed on with what we've seen this season. It just it does become like you know, it can't be. I, I don't think we're necessarily you know saying you've got to go back to Holloway days and it's we'll score one one more than you. We're not we're not necessarily going to do that under Critchley, um, but bloody hell, it'd be a, it'd be a damn sight more entertaining than sitting and watching what we saw last night and, you know, 
umpteen other games. Um, and I, I think, you know, Raggy was saying before, have we got the players? I certainly think we've got the, the, the squad to be doing better than we are. Not necessarily saying it's top two, but playoffs, we, we should be getting into the playoffs with this with this squad. I think Mitch said in the um in the WhatsApp chat earlier today, um chat earlier today, um that it's like um a system that's like a straight jacket. And that's what it feels like that you know, we we're talking about before whether last night looked like the players didn't believe, and that's what I thought. I don't think it's that they're not trying. It's are they going out there thinking, you know, I think back to the days of whether you want to go back to Holloway or or even further back to Billy Air. And, and both of those teams, they would run, literally run through a brick wall for their manager. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's playing out of position or asking him to do something a bit different, they all bought into it and they all bought into the system and they believed and it makes makes such a difference. And I think looking at last night, I, I'm not sure the players do believe in it anymore because, you know, body language, performance, whatever, um, it didn't look like there's anybody prepared to run through a, through a brick wall. Um, and I think you need that as a you know as a bare minimum for your team. So, is it going to change? I don't know. I think the the point of a a number two is a, is an interesting one. Um, and it, and I think that if if, if he's not going to get rid of him, and I, I don't think he will, you know, he's kind of backed him as the man he wanted um, at the start of the season. That we do need that experience. Somebody to say at half time last night, right? This needs sorted out. It, it's not going to change in the second half. You know, make some bloody changes or change your system, if not your personnel. Um, and without that, I mean, what sort of run will we need to go on now? You, you're talking, you're talking promotion form, aren't you? And and how is that going to happen all of a sudden? Yeah, we're good at home. Um, you, you'd probably have to win most of your away games. Um, starting at Peterborough on Saturday. And, <laughs> and I, I, really I know, and I'm laughing when I'm saying it because. <laughs> It, you said before, John, the definition of madness. You know, if we're not going to fundamentally change this system, then how are we going to start picking up the points? I just, well, we're not, Nick. As simple as no, that. We're not. And, and you know, I'm. I, I like to think I'm quite considered and balanced in my view, but it's just it's rinse and repeat, like Tim said. You know, and it's uh, it's very frustrating. Let's let's address this uh, comment that's come in from from Dave Jenkins. That was quite interesting. Grayson was let go because Mr. Sadler said he had realised we weren't entertaining people in a town that exists to entertain people. We are here again, surely. Yeah, well, I think... I don't know whether uh, Simon Sadler's mindset's changed since he's owned the club now for a few years. I mean, it's a, it's a thing to say, isn't it? And he'll, he'll have absolutely meant that. I'm sure he'll be at the time. Like, we want this, but then... You have to weigh up entertaining football with running a football club and all the costs that come with that, I'm sure. And then it's about results probably mean more money than performances, but not necessarily. Not necessarily this football club. That's my point. I don't think it, it is at this football club. I think the entertainment is one of the things that's the, the major factor in getting people there. But... <clears throat> You know, for, me, for, me, about- for me, Raggy, it's, it's it's you know, entertainment's obviously a good thing, but for me, it's it's desire to win games of football. I'll forgive, yeah, um, a crap team. I'll always forgive like not so great players as long as they put the effort in. You go out to win the game. I don't mind. Yeah, losing. I, was, I, was, I don't I, mind losing as long as you w- yeah. go to win the game. 
I wasn't disappointed, uh, really, after the Charlton game at home. I think it was Charlton where it was one all. But we'd had about 20 shots at goal. Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others. Then please consider joining our Patreon supporter program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash pod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad-free on the audio. You'll also get access to our Patreon supporters WhatsApp group, which is good fun and other random giveaways as and when they come in. So please do support us patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod let's get back to the content see you later and which we really tried to win that game i think Rhodes missed an open net didn't he with the bar or the post and well you can accept that can't you yeah because that's football that's the way it is but we tried to we openly tried to win that game at all costs it didn't come off but that's not happened has it it's very been very much. few and far between that approach. And it's certainly games. not happened away from home, and you know it's definitely the doubt. It's definitely the formation. The players are definitely not buying into it. I think, and that thing that's come out properly last night, from what I can see, because they, they, they're not enjoying that. No chance. Andy, the, uh, Matt Smith just said uh, the Blackpool way. Remember that quote. Yeah, I've just got something come up just very quickly, John. I, I see uh, Aki's in the uh, in the chat, and uh, um, and just because uh, his wife had Emma, who's a seasider herself, had a brain hemorrhage. So, uh... <laughs> too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Yuffie X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, I'm glad to see Emma's on the mend a, a bit now and she's at, she's in the Vic now. She's brought her back to the uh, Gold Coast from Preston. So glad to see Emma's on the mend, mate, and uh, um, best wishes from all of us. Absolutely. Well, yeah, get well soon, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so what was Matt put? <laughs> what did you put? Uh, the, he said the Blackpool way. Remember that quote? I think it boils back to what yeah, you yeah, said yeah. about being entertained. Yeah, yeah it's, and it and it is. It's just it's just so frustrating. And 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 like what actually Aki said there as well in, that Critchley's openly admitting it. Right, Critchley's openly admitting that 
we were rubbish, right? Like, do something about it. Do something, for God's sake. Don't just stand there looking at an iPad showing you the stats. Like, when he made a sub in the 70th minute, I don't think we'd had a shot at all in the whole game. What manager stands there and and puts up with that and doesn't do anything about it? He he either he, there's two or three things to me, right? Either either he genuinely gave it up, right? Uh, he he genuinely gave it up, or he's he he himself has given it up to think that we'll settle for a, a Wembley trip if if we get through on uh, uh, next Tuesday. Well, I I can categorically tell him now. Like we won't be satisfied uh, with a Wembley trip, and number two, I don't, I don't think we'd sell that many tickets. To be honest, I don't think there's that much appetite for it. Um, so I, th- I think the the um, the game against Bolton showed there isn't as much appetite for for that as as there was. Like there'd be plenty of appetite for a playoff final. But I'm not oh, sure absolutely. there'd be much appetite for a Brist- Bristol Street Motors final. I might go if my grandson wanted to go. I'd probably go, but I wouldn't go if he didn't want to go. You know, let's um, let's, have, let's have a quick listen yeah. to um to Critchley's post match interview. I've just dug it out. I think it's been referenced quite a few times. Let's dig out the all. Let's have a quick listen. Yeah, that's the best thing he's said all season. <laughs> Can't hear it, John. Is it playing? How <laughs> fast he not playing? Hang on a second. No, <laughs> it's quite good. <laughs> right, share this tab instead. Right, there you go. I've praised the right, for your tip. Yeah, lost the tough. Yeah, now yeah. Sure, yeah. The performance. Yeah, we got what we deserved. Um, we weren't good enough from start to finish. Um, the basic fundamentals of the game that you have to do when you're playing Cheltenham away, we were sadly lacking all evening um, and we knew what to expect it's not like we hadn't spoken about it or highlighted that and um, I've praised the, the players enough recently for their spirit and togetherness and the fight and, but tonight we were well off it that's as that's as poor as we've been all season in my opinion Can you put your finger on why that was missing tonight? <laughs> well if I'd have known during the game I would have hopefully been able to do something about it uh, we showed more intent at the start of the second half. At least we showed a little bit of life. It wouldn't, it's not difficult, though, after the first half performance, I've got to be honest. Um, but, yeah, look, the better team won. Cheltenham were the better than us tonight, and that's hard to take, very hard to take. Um, you can guarantee certain things when you take to the football pitch, and that's not a team um, that or a performance that I would associate with a Blackpool team whilst I've been in charge and with that group of players. How challenging was the style of football? Obviously, it was quite effective yeah. in Cheltenham, but it was rough and ready and, yeah, yeah. and they battled. Yeah, it's it's very simple. It's very effective. You know what's coming. The goalkeeper hits the ball long, continuously steps up and goes long and they pick up first balls, second balls, they get the ball in the box, long throw-ins, free kicks, everything comes in the box. And if you don't compete for first balls, second balls and get the, the knockdowns, the dirty bits, um, then momentum built. I thought for the first 20 minutes not a lot happened in the game. And then there was a little spell of 
momentum that they built for about five minutes. Some some wide free kicks, long throw, uh, long throw in, and they get a corner, and we concede. So our inability when we're under pressure to keep the ball out of the back of the net and uh, do the basics, we were ma- that's what's cost us, and that's what's been costing us all season away from home. One player who can hold his head up from his performance tonight, Dan Grimshaw, he didn't deserve to be on the losing side tonight. No, and that's probably the most work he's done all season, I would have thought. Um, he made some terrific saves, um, particularly the penalty save, obviously, but he's worked as probably as much as he's worked in any game so far this season. And we had a vulnerability about us all, all night for some reason, which is unlike us. Four games without to win now. How frustrating would it be if the season fizzled out rather than you kind of yeah. giving it a good go? Yeah, really, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said that to the players. It's like the performances in the last few games have deserved more. Um, not tonight, but the prior to tonight. But when you don't win them games, that puts more pressure on the next game. Uh, and that's that's the business. You're under pressure to, to perform and win. Um, we've performed and not win. Uh, not won. We haven't performed tonight. But... Can we come in and not perform well, but still take something from the game? And we didn't. The gap to the playoffs now is eight points. That's a, a big gap. There are still plenty of games left. Yeah, yeah. Going to need to have a pretty, pretty strong run together, though. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. And we need to do that ASAP, really. But yeah, there's still look. You know, there's still games to go. Um, and I'd have said before tonight's game. I think we're capable of winning some games and going on a run. After tonight, that would that would probably feel a little bit more unlikely. Jordan Rhodes unavailable. Is he closer to being back at fit and ready? Um, he's showing signs of progress. Um, I still think he would be um, a little bit away yet, but with a rib injury, it's just down to pain management and um, we probably miss his experience at the top end of the pitch. Someone with a calm head who just keeps the ball for us. We didn't keep the ball up there at the top end of the pitch well enough tonight for long enough periods to relieve some pressure um, and Jordan would definitely help with that. And just finally, the quality of the performance wasn't what you expected tonight. Away at Peterborough at the weekend, do you expect a response from your side? Uh, yeah, I would hope so. Um, I say this is, this is, this performance tonight is out of character. That's not like us. Um, even when we've lost at Stevenage recently, we, we were, we were the competitive. We were in the game. We had a right goal. Um, and sometimes, you, you know, you lose. That that can happen. Tonight, we weren't. And that's unlike us. So, if we don't go to Peterborough and play a damn sight better than that, then the inevitable will happen. What's the inevitable? What's the inevitable? Well, like I said before, it, it was the comment over the own what to do would have done something about it, you know? Yeah. It's the system ultimately, and he's—I don't know—his stubbornness or just this blind belief in it because of the home form and the odd away result chucked in, or or the cup form. You know, the the, the Forest half an hour in the second half against Forest, whatever. It's almost like that keeps it ticking over to go. Well, yeah, it's working, but then you look at last night and however many other away games, like he's just said. You know, it, you don't have to be great, well-drilled, well-organised, and you'll beat us. Is it going to change? You know, are we, we? 
where we're going to pick up a run now between now and the end of the season. There's plenty of points to pay for. I get that. Um, but we're, we're undoubtedly probably going to be talking about more similar performances as as last night um, because we're not going to change the way we go about things. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah. So that's, the first, that's, the, that's the first time I've listened to Critchley this season. And, uh, well, I don't know what he sounded like in the other uh, interviews he's had, but he's got zero belief that anything's happening there in that whole interview. You're not going to run through brick walls for for him based on that, are you? No. He's 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 lost himself there. Look, so he's probably right. What he says, he's probably he's probably he's probably had a moment of truth there, Nick, when he said, uh, "If I knew, I would have changed it." Because he sounds like I'm out of ideas here. I hope so. You know, are you going to get? You expecting a response from Peterborough? Well, I hope so. He should be saying you'll get a response. Never mind all that. Oh. Raggy, Raggy, if 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 that's not if if that performance last night wasn't us was yeah. us at uh, was was us at Lincoln was it was it us at Wickham was it us at Cambridge was it us at um Burton Albion was it us at Peter to Port Vale I mean come on it's 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 it's, it's the, the only difference between that one and the others is that was the worst that was that was the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he, even even when we go back to the first half at Fleetwood, let's be fair, we had we we had a couple of dangerous uh, attacks and 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 we had shots in the first fifteen minutes, right? So yeah. it it wasn't it wasn't as bad as last night, and and we were. He was lucky last night that that was a more. A tempered fan fan base that travelled there last night. I think if that had been our more vocal element, um, I think they would have properly let them know at half time what was going on, right? And 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 luckily we had them at Fleetwood, and it, it forced the change, right? If we'd have had a vocal element there last night, you know, and and not degrading those that went because I think it's fantastic they would go, but they were probably the more. Um, accepting so oh, a lot of them would be the more accepting fans but last like realistically if he'd have had a vocal element there last night and we'd have played like that geez we'd have he'd have got his ear chewed off wouldn't he um and i think he's quite lucky on some of these games where the uh, uh fans are behind the goal and he's far on the far dugout as well so the fans don't get close to him uh well, when I, I heard it a bit Andy when i went to that um BSM game. There was, there was one or two dissenting voices coming from the West. You remember we were all sat in that row, and um, quite a few people were, were giving him a bit of a bit of grief about some of his decisions, and they didn't he didn't like it at all. Um, so do do we think a do we think the fan base is turning or turned? And let's go. Well, it, sounds, and it, 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 it sounds like it. Well, as I was saying before. We can get mixed up ourselves in rinse and repeat, keep changing managers. Mm. Mm. So, and we have seen him perform better when he's had somebody with experience and football knowledge alongside him. Um, maybe that's the answer, but something. Because if that's not the answer, then yes, it needs changing. 
Something's got to change. Something has to change. Yeah. I think the system, I think, the assistant manager or the manager. Look, I, 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 it's no secret. I've been out for a while. I, I've never, I, I've recently over the last few weeks, uh, certainly around Christmas time. And uh, I was, I was definitely, he, he's going to have to go. He's got to go. Right. And, and anyone could see that with the performances weren't good enough. Um, and he clung on by some home home wins and things like that, which have since dried up. And um, I think I, even I would turn around and say, right, if if the Boswell brothers were going to go, and I'm I'm take take uh, Raggy's uh, Raggy's Raggy's analogy of those two, if the Boswell brothers went, right, and he he came and he bought in. Stuart McCall back or whoever, um, and Gary uh, Gary Bowyer maybe Bowyer yeah off. some something like that Tomo to, I mean like my my view would be Tomo and uh, and and Dobby 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 and and Tomo with him because I I think Tomo Tomo and Dobby properly get it they get the fan base and they get how to excite this fan base and and they understand they they genuinely understand our fans, right? Whereas Critchley doesn't anywhere close understand our fans. But if anyway, along those lines we've been talking and they were to come in uh, behind him and he was going to give him a go with them to see what happened, then I think, okay, I'll have a go. But I really am in the out camp um, and... Uh, um, uh, I echo eighty percent of our fan base. I think all the votes today have been eighty percent out, and uh, and uh, I'm sorry to say, yeah, and that's how I feel. Okay, and this has happened. It will come over to you next. Um, people who've watching the stream, just do here's a quick one, and just drop in your in the comment. Do you want Critchley in or out? We'll we'll go through a few of those while next um, gives us his uh, considered thoughts. Yeah, I'm I'm. Like I said before, I think I'm probably teetering on the brink of it. I think it's doing something with an assistant who's going to tell him um, as the bare minimum. And if that's not going to happen, then, I, I, you know, I can't say I'd be gutted if he did go. I think I'm maybe slightly leaning towards getting somebody in alongside him, but... If that, like I say, that's not going to happen, then it's it's probably time to to make a change. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I think I'm just in the make a change with an assistant camp, buy a cigarette paper, buy a Rizzler. Baggy, move to you. Well, like I say, <clears throat> look, it's that easy for me to say out because it's boring doesn't appear like it's going to change. But he's got a proven record of uh, working well with an experienced assistant, and his two, his two assistants aren't experienced. Might be experienced in coaching in various clubs in China and various other places they've been. But um, it does appear from the outset like they're just a pair of yes-men who, who would just go along, and they're all three pals trying to figure something out that maybe they haven't got the knowledge between them to do or the understanding of the game. So at the bare minimum, 
somebody to come in as an assistant for him with experience or other than that, he needs to go. Let's go through a few of the... Oh, just, can, can I just tell you something that's happened tonight? And you, you believe that this this would happen for us. Warnock's taken over at Aberdeen, hasn't he? Half an hour tonight, they're 3-0 down. Right? And it's now 3-0. Would you think that would happen? With Critchell? The players would be on the floor. <laughs> the, the magician... <laughs> You've muted yourself, Raggy. You've muted yourself. Fleetwood, Fleetwood, we came back uh, a little bit, and Peterborough home, we came back a little bit. We never quite made it with 10 men, but no, I know what you're saying, though. On the whole, no. They they don't seem to be... Last night was a turning point for me, I think, with the players. That showed they they aren't going to be running through brick walls playing in that system. I think that's, that's the not thing. To say they're not trying, by the way. Even if a number two came in, would he convince him that that, that system isn't working? I don't know. Well, well, let me let me share this one with you. So, one of our salubrious fans uh, managed to collar Mister Sadler for uh, a chat. I obviously, won't say who it is for to save him any embarrassment. But within that conversation, he was told by Mister Sadler that um, Critchley was the most stubborn man he'd ever met. Now, I I think Simon Sadler's a bit stubborn and some of us are a bit stubborn, but if if in business he's worked his way through there, he'll have met quite a few stubborn people along the way. And if if he says that Critchley's the most stubborn man he's ever met, that's... uh, uh, That means... uh, he must be, he must stick to his principles to the nth degree. Oh, he obviously never um, met Carl Oyston then, did he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but a never I, ending I, revenge mission. <laughs> but you can't like look. He can't. He 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 can't go on, can it? He can't go on oh, like it, this. In the he, words of Mick McCarthy, oh, it can. Oh, it can. <laughs> oh, it can. <laughs> <laughs> but he, like we 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 a fan base that's uh, that's genu- genuinely had enough now I think um I think the even even those that are, are wavering slightly are saying are, are saying look look like, look down those list of comments Andy um, that we've just had coming in um I'll quickly flash a load Tony Lawson out Craig Perry out Craig Gregson out Brady Skeleton out, Rocco out, Matthew Warrender out. Um, this is the problem for next year. What I'm talking about it's it's becoming boring and mundane, and it's going to affect things next season unless something's addressed in the meantime, and there's some positivity and some intent to be promoted, promoted or something that's going to go on. Because if it if he if he decides to stick with him in its current format for the rest of the season and maybe see it out into summer and all that. Then there's going to have to be some mega positive drive over the summer. Otherwise, people, we've got our core fan base, we know that, but it'll be 6,000. 
it'll be it'll be gone from near ten thousand crowds unless we're giving half the ground away. And that's sad. It's sad it doesn't need to happen. It doesn't need to happen. J4A's just uh, put in the comments about even the winds are boring. Yeah, and yeah, I agree right. with Jay. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah, right. Yeah. But this is what this is what we're talking about: excitement. Mm. Yeah. You know, like I, I understand the two nil wins and and or whatever it is, right? That satisfy him and and think he's think it's all brilliant and stuff like that. But it's not exciting. And that's what we're going back to with the kids earlier on. The kids don't find it exciting. If I wasn't going to see my mates at the game, would I go? Probably not. It doesn't excite me to go. I've got a season to get, so I can pick and choose when I want. But, like, does it excite me at the games? Like, we sit there bored talking about other things. And he can probably have it both ways, really, from here on in, if he remains in position. Because he can win his games 2-0 and it, it all working out in the first half and he gets a couple of goals up and, you know, like Jay said, it's not it's not exciting even the wins, but if you win, you win. And people quickly move on. But he could throw caution to the wind when we're losing and get the excitement. Lose, have you? Exactly. You've got nothing to lose, have you? He can have the excitement out of coming back in games where yeah. it's not worked in the first half, but we're not doing that. Look at Fleetwood. Just yeah. persisting with that. Imagine that Fleetwood game had happened five or six more times this season where we've been down and we've come out and we've absolutely gone for it. You'd forgive him. You'd forgive him if it didn't work yeah. out. You'd say, we can see what he's trying to do. It's working at home and it might, it'll might it soon work away. But So it's that second half of away games where he's not deciding to take the handbrake off and he could have it both ways there and it would, uh, it would appear a lot better. But he's definitely right. There's, there's nothing exciting, is there? The most exciting thing we've had this year is a penalty shootout, as far as I'm concerned, that got me jumping around a bit against Bolton. And and the comeback at Fleetwood, the, the, the three goals in quick succession, which were great. But other than that, I mean, but barring yeah, the, the... performance, the performance of the, at Portsmouth, yeah, and that's Yeah, cool, yeah, which was a... Yeah. Um, literally, is it? What what about the, the formation of... Um, Pigeons on the pitch against Oxford. That was quite interesting. Yeah. I was actually watching them probably more than the game at one point. There you go. For about there 10 minutes go. and then thought, bloody hell, what am I doing? What is this going to come to? Looking how pigeons are lining up. Grass season. They were in, even they were in a 3-5-2 uh, or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Just pa- passing the grass around the back. <laughs> it was... It was a... With, in the south, we were celebrating the fact that the uh, grandson had put the seed on the pitch. Go on there, lads. Oh, he must have been over there and then in that clump and then they fly off over to the other side. They actually got in the way of an attack as well at one point, didn't they? Oh, my God. Here we are talking about bloody pigeons on the pitch. Oh, dear. Uh, and that's the most stopped. exciting thing that happens in a game. Athos has just dropped this in. Roses are red, violets are blue. I love you more than Critch loves five three two. I think we'll He's leave gonna, it on Joe's, that. Joe's got his uh, in Critchley we trust flag, hasn't he? Yeah, he has to be uh, having a ceremonial burning of it. I think. <laughs> but I think I think you know in the in, in chats that I've been seeing this week, there's lots of people travelling a lot of miles to 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 up to home games and you know from all over the place. 
you know, Scotland and Gloucestershire and Yorkshire and, and, and things like this to come and watch this team, to watch our games at home and then a lot travelling for away games from various places. We're, we're slightly unique from that point of view that I think that uh, Blackpool's got a lot of support wherever, but um, it uh, just genuinely good people putting in the chat. Uh, I can't justify it anymore. Times are hard. I'm not justifying it for this amount of football. If, if the football was exciting, not a chance they would be saying that. Not a chance. You 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 go without other things to go to the football, don't you? You 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 genuinely yeah. give up. And you go out, out your way to go. You go out of your way to go. You go out of your way to travel. You think, yeah, it's you, worth it. You give up a meal meal out to, to to save up to go to the footy, right? And that's what happens, right? And and now people have got nothing, nothing that will um, make them do that. And but and that's why really, about isn't that sad. Well, it's like, apart from blind loyalty, and that's what we—that's my fear. We'll have six thousand next season with blind loyalty, and we've lost another couple of thousand off it. And then it's all long to build that all back up. But this is what they've got to go at. This is what I want to see. Where's this? What's the future? What's the? What's the five years? Ten years? What's the? Where are we? Go, are we? How are we going to build the fan base? How are we going to do it? And it needs more than just talking about round the table for five minutes over a show like this. But it can be done. If Swansea That's... Julian had listened to the right fans instead of instead of the more hand-picked version that they want in there, like let's be fair, they, they don't want to. They don't want anyone controversial on that fans panel. They don't want people who are controversial. No. They don't want to listen to it, and and it, they'll pay lip service to it if there's anyone who who wants to step outside their their channel of, of thought yeah well I mean I can, I can go off on another 25 30 minutes about this if you want but <laughs> I'm not sure we're gonna have the time for it but well, uh, I think we're done now aren't we just very quickly yeah. very briefly I think I think I think John we we you know, if if nothing else, like Raggy ought to have five minutes on this on this uh, fans meeting last week because he was there. None of us were there otherwise. And I think I think the the people are, who listen to our podcast want to want to understand what went on. Go on then, Raggy. Where you going? Right. Uh, right. Well, well, obviously it's come out about the different fan panels and stakeholder panels and whatever. I can't confess to understand all of it. I don't. Uh, I've not even gone back and read it all. It was pointed out to us that night, shown on a presentation. With various different groups of people from LGBTQ to black to 65-year-olds to kids to women, men. I, I'm, I don't like the idea, by the way. I'm against it. I said that at the night. It's not, it's seasiders together and then creating 20 different brackets of people just seems very bizarre to me. Um, so... And all this voting business saying, I don't know. My point was like, all all fans, who's voting for the 80% of fans that aren't part of any group? And it's all right me getting a chance to go there under the MSG banner and people getting their BST banner and Yorkshire Seaside as well. But what, where's the 80% of people that aren't in a group? Well, do they not get a say? This is my point to them. Can we have a tab on there that says none of these? Because most what people did, probably don't what want What did you say to that, Maggie? What did they say to that? Well, it was a 
I can't listen word for word. Oh, the minutes are out. Well, look, in my opinion, the minutes aren't accurate of what went on that night and what was said. They're very skirted over. Um, but you can ask other people there for that. Not saying people believe everything I say, but ask other people that were there. Um, but it's it's not it's not for me. And I just if and it, it's probably or maybe not for most people. Hence why no one's part of a group. Most of our season ticket holders, we've got eight thousand. It's eight thousand people. The club should be more open anyway on these things. And and with technology and modern technology, surveys and things you can social media that you can put into people can have their say anyway as fans. Put these things out. I don't know why we have to have all these groups going. I said the other night, why am I here? Have I got in here? You know, why, why, why is this? Do you know? So, so just have an open pl- fans forum. Open well, I said there's, forum. Plenty, there's plenty of people won't want me speaking on their behalf, I assure you. <laughs> right? And there's plenty of people that I don't want speaking on my behalf. Um, but why are we speaking on anyone's behalf? We're all Blackpool fans. That's the air- angle. Well, this this stuff has been pushed. This is not this is not a rule of the FA or law of the FA and they have to have it. This is this has been pushed, and I, listen, it's been pushed by people on certain groups with certain agendas who love all this FSF stuff and um, football governance stuff. But you know, fine, but don't don't sully us all with it. You know, most people let's have an open vote. Let's get the let's get the season ticket. All let's get emails sent out to all season ticket. Ask them if they want all this. You can end up with stakeholders of local business, local people on a stakeholder panel meeting with a club twice a year. Three times a year. I mean, they, they, most of them probably won't even be Blackpool fans. Now, I understand the basis of it. They want to see what local business can do and who can sponsor and all that. That's fine. But then you've got the next one down, the fans panel, and then certain people are only here for two years and they'll be getting to go to meetings with this person, that person. But who am I represented? Well, the MSG. And I can say, well, we've got all these people following us and we've got all these people that come and say this to me. But there's there's, there's seven, 8,000 people that are not interested in that and who I won't be agreeing with and what agree with me why am I sat there and that's even if I decided to go on but I'm just one of them people that like we're not having these votes and loads of people getting on of course I'll try and jump in but it shouldn't even be there and this this all these brackets and I know the world we live in is a bit woke and everyone's got a little bit of this but what if we're all seasiders who cares why have we 60 60 different well 20 different brackets of people all of a sudden all wanting different things and yeah, listen, go away, sort out beer prices and sort out smoking areas and sort out what colour the paint is under the stand and all that. That's great. But look, let's not lose sight of the bigger picture because that all just damages everything for me. How are we building this football club to become a championship club again with 20,000 fans in there, a new ground, a training facility where players want to come here, playing decent football and with an intent to be where we are. You know, Julian came out with it, Julian Winter. I said, where do, I said, where do you want us to be in three years? fighting at the top of the championship. Well, that's great. That's the start. How are we getting there? Because it's not like we are now. It certainly doesn't appear that way. But the biggest point, and I made it that night as well, is look, let's let's try and reverse it and be positive in this in this club. But it's got to come from the club. Everyone loves that club. They're waiting on every minute for information coming out of the club. They want it because we're invested emotionally. People are driving all over the bleeding country watching the team. Of course, they want to hear from it. They want to hear from Simon Sadler as well. And they want to see progress and they want to know that everything's going to be all right in the end. That's what we want to know. We want to know that we're not going back to League Two. We're not stuck in League One for 30 years. We're going to have a go. And I know nothing's guaranteed in football, but we've got a better chance than most because our fans are better than most. And you know as well as I do and everyone listening to this, once that ground's rocking, it's rocking. Once the town's buzzing, it's buzzing. 
Nothing stops us. Every time we can see it coming, we get on that crest of a wave and we're gone. And that's why we're in playoffs. That's why we're the most successful team because the town just has a party. Gets on with it. And listen, I know you all know it's true. That's the way it is. But it's, it's us that needs to do that. But we need the club to get us at it. Get us at it. Get the fans at it. These kind of meetings are not going to do it for me. I mean, it's only my opinion, remember. 80% of the fan base might think it's a great idea. Crack on. And that's the way it'll be then. But to me, that is just setting all these little nice little boxes and la da in it. And yes, we've got some cruise campo in for £3 a pint. That's wonderful. But that's not doing anything. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much my bit. <laughs> dream the same dream. We want the same thing. Well, as Belinda Carl said. Yeah, I I, I agree. Maybe we, we should... They should just fling the doors open as we used to do in the past. Fans forums, a good dialogue between the owners, directors, and the fans. Not segregated. yeah, I think, I think that's why it can't why it can't be shown live in the moment. Why can't world. it be live streamed? I, I, do you know I I can't I can't remember I can't remember the response. I mean, you can imagine the response will be something. I can't remember to be honest. So I don't want to quote anyone, but you know they, they do it because certain things can maybe get said they don't want to go out there and but. You know, but what's the worst that can happen? I don't know. I'm pretty open book, as you know. I just say stuff, so I'm not bothered. But uh, what's the worst that can happen? Exactly. Well, well but if they, they could, they could even record it. Yes. Edit it if they don't want certain things to be said or broadcast. Yeah. And send it out. Yeah. There's ways, isn't there? There can be a delay, can't there? I'm pretty sure radio's not exactly live, is it? They'll be able to have a cut-off point if someone comes on swearing their head off. I'm sure, they Something. can do something. What's the worst? Well, it's thing the will. It's the will to. It's the will to want to do it. Is my point. The will to want to do it. The, there's what, the exile. What, what? There's there's a lot of exiled Blackpool fans. There's a lot of Blackpool fans down south as well. I'm sure they'd love to be informed. And of course they would. All around the world. Informed of what's all going around on. the yeah. world. Yeah. And everyone sat at home. Most people can't see any of this anyway. Sat in their homes in Blackpool. They want to hear it. Yeah. It's Yo, just, this this is so brainer. many. There's so many things we spoke about that night in there with about um, season tickets. Not. I, my point was not so much the pricing. If you have something good, they will come. And it was more about this realising that people haven't got 350, 60 quid to come at the start of the season and bang it down on the table in Blackpool. There's not a lot have got it. This 12-monthly plan of, of subscribing to it, um, you know, £30 a month, £35 a month, 12 months of the year. Started three but, months proud you, of the season. We spoke about this. We, yeah, we yeah we spoke about this, didn't we, at the weekend? You, you start that three or four months in advance, so so if you pull out, the club's still got vast majority oh, of the money. You I get pull it. Out and look, the start of the season. I get it. Look, and some people with the club might be listening, and thinking, "Oh yeah, that's all right." Are you putting the money up front? Someone's got to. I understand that. But if you're buying into Blackpool Football Club for twenty years, for decades, as has been stated, then this is the this is the place surely to go and try and do something like this. Because you could go £35 a month over the, over 12 months is what? 420 quid. That's during the season ticket now, right? But include all these BSM cup games in it and then you've got your ticket already for it. That shouldn't, be, that shouldn't be 15 quid, isn't it? It no, should be a tenner. It, yeah, but in tenner, 15, it's not really... You're going to get no more fans. There's, the, the people are going to go who want to go. 15 quid to a tenner is not really going to stop it. But guess what? If it was already part of your card, already part of your season ticket, 
and you're on a subscription fee every month. People are paying for Netflix, mm-hmm. Paramount TV, whatever it is now. This could be now. I understand the problems with it, but surely they can get they can find a way around these problems by like starting payments three months early. People, some people are going to cancel it, aren't they? This is one of the problems they've got. You've not got the chunk of money up front for the season, and some people are going to try and cancel it. Well, you've got to start it early, and then you've got to have sanctions ready. You ain't getting back on this system again if you pull off it. It's as simple as that. But but a lot of people will still go and pay up front anyway. I would. I'm fortunate enough I could go and get I'll go and get my season ticket up front. A lot of people will. Well, this will give so many people the option. You know, it'll be £35 a month for adults. It'll be £20 for under-18s. It'll be whatever they work, whatever it works out at. And this would drive people and promotions with the schools and get into the schools and get local businesses involved in sponsoring memorabilia to go to the schools at Scarves, Tops. These Tops are a five-hour bleeding sweatshop in India or whatever they can get them at, the retail price, cost price, whatever it is. Now, I know it's not all as simple as this, by the way, but there's, you can see there's an avenue, in my opinion, where they can something. Get the players in all the schools in Blackpool in twice a season, Blackpool Football Club Day. Send someone in. Send someone in with a big presentation like they did the other night with that fans panel thing. But the history of Blackpool Football Club. Let all these kids hear about the history of Blackpool Football Club. And you're in a historic town here where millions of people come every year, every weekend. And the football club is one of the greatest ever with some of the greatest players and some of the greatest achievements and a lot of the first in English football. And tell them. And they'll come home because I know my boy will come home saying to me, oh, what? Is that right about Blackpool this, Blackpool? They do it all the time. But now they're coming home with all Ronaldo and Messi, aren't they? And Mbappe. Raggy, I made my son Eddie yeah. do, a, um, to do public speeches at school. And I made him do uh, uh, the history of Blackpool Football Club. And I made him drop in the... The Ballon d'Or fact, and this, he said there was lots yeah. of teachers in the school. I went, "What really? Blackpool over the Ballon d'Or?" Yeah, they said it. exactly. One of three English clubs. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But this is our club. It's our club, and it, these things happen at our club. But we do not do anything about it. But we've got the opportunity to do. We've got a Blackpool fan who owns the club. We've got Liverpool club, a great club, and just this positivity and this intent. And if if he intends to be here for twenty years, leave this club with it. Fan base of 20,000 and a historic moment across the town where most kids are wearing tangerine. And what more can you want out of that? We've brought him up in previous pods, haven't we? About, and, and my obvious was about how, how we built games up and, um, and, and, and generally how, how unexciting the social media was. And then they put out a few things for one game. You know, yeah, it was, it was mentioned. Underst- it, yeah. Understand. How you do that? Understand how you excite the fan base. I'll, I'll tell you a very quick story. When when we were not long after we uh, the Oysters went, right? We were trying to sell tickets for a game, and the fella who's just spoken, right, did his bit, and he went on AVFTT and social media, and he got people to put it out that the tickets there was only. 200 tickets left, there was 100 tickets left and things like that. There, there was still about 1,500, 1,800 still to sell. And he pumped it and pumped it and pumped it till everyone was running to the ticket office to get bloody tickets, right? Yeah, and then suddenly there was massive yeah. queues, there was massive queues at the ticket office and, and, and they're all going, oh, God, oh, God, oh, there's only 200 left, I've got to go and get them. And, and like, there was, there was 
1,800 left. And then suddenly, what happened? We created a sellout, yeah. right? And I'll tell you what, that was a lot of that was done on the back of Raggy creating a hysteria around the tickets. And, and you've got to come, you've got to come, you've got to come. And and that They did that been... on Sunderland Till I Die. If you've watched that documentary, they did something similar. And they sold out the ground. I think they lost, obviously. <laughs> like, I, I was... Our, our, the 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 club at the minute is in a malaise from from the pitch from really from from Sadler down right right the way through the club it it feels in a malaise. Do something about it, right? This is my going to be my last word tonight. Do something about it, Mister Sadler. Do something about it because this needs this needs an injection of umph. Some someone here needs to kick up the backside and do your jobs and do it and do it really really well over the next sort of two weeks, right? And and the, my biggest thing would be to the owner to get rid of Critchley and then replace him with with someone who understands this football club and this town. Yeah. That's that's my biggest thing. But all all the way through this club needs to get out the malaise that we're in. Right, and this club needs to get an excitement about it, right? That we all believe in, and and if, I don't care if we don't go up. I don't, I don't, I rightly care about that from this point, right? What I care about is we create a massive platform for next year that will sell the season tickets that Raggy's been talking about instead of losing all these tickets, right? Because we carry on what we're doing now, we're going to end up in a we're going to end up ending the season in malaise, and then we are in a massive hole, load of trouble. We we end up with a South Stand closing on a league game. That's what we'll end up with if we're not careful, right? And we don't. None of us want that, uh, do we? We want we want this club to be successful. So let's get out this malaise, right? And that starts at the top from tomorrow morning, in my opinion. Okay, let's let's see what happens then. Um, just two nil away win on Saturday. We're finishing on a positive. Come on, <laughs> that's it. Easy. We always see to, we always seem to pull it out of the bag, don't we? For these uh, yeah, on next trips. Yeah, three two three two win from two nil down, <laughs> and all will be well in three the world. subs at half time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just we just one little thing just before we go. Um, Phil Hornby uh, spotted a, a slight flaw in your direct debit subscri- subscription service plan, Aggie, and that is it's uh, only off the cuff. Yeah. Lots would be cancelling their direct debits after our start. Yeah. It's, all, it's with, only off the cuff, but they've been months in advance, so they lose. They lose a big. They lose. John, John, by our by our plan, by our plan of direct debits, they'd be finished the season about nearly now. Anyway, so so they'll have paid until so they can't pay three, three oh, months. Yeah. In it's advance. a master plan, absolute master so you, plan. You're paying three months in advance, so they'll have paid through till the end of the season now. Anyway, <laughs> oh well, so Phil, I'll carry on. Yeah, that's your plan, scuppered. Right, everybody. Um, thanks for your input and your your passion as always. Great to hear everyone's views on the panel. Um, some uh, yeah, really stirring stuff at times. So let's hope Blackpool do get themselves out of this uh, horrible general malaise that we're in and uh, miraculously somehow beat Peterborough get the season back on track and go on a uh, another perfect 10 run uh, all that's made to be said is uh, thanks for watching everybody thanks for downloading do like subscribe if you're on YouTube 
And up the pool. Go on the pool. Richly up out the up pool. the pool. <laughs> up the pool. Just before you head off, I know you've just enjoyed what you've been listening to. Of course you have. Why not consider joining our Patreon supporter program for the price of a pint per month? You'll get extra bonus content in return. You'll get no ads on the audio pod. You'll get faster releases of the audio pod. You'll get it before the uh, the Great and Wash does. And also, you'll be saying thanks for these uh, brilliant podcasts, and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs, our streaming software costs, uh, electric, that kind of thing. So yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us, patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod. Price of a pint per month. And you also get access to our um, WhatsApp patron supporters group, which is a good laugh. We've got a nice community going on in there. And you'll also have access to uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen. So yeah, please do consider signing up and supporting us. That URL again, patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod and if you don't sign up you're a Big see you later thanks for listening away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.